Hey guys, welcome to the Tech Points Africa podcast. My name is Muiwa. My name is Soluani Femi. And I'm Emmanuel. How are you guys doing? It's been it's been a crazy week, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of stuff happening. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Ah, yeah. I wish I can explain yeah. in words. COVID, but yes, you're everything. right. Everything's <laughs> all about this. Yeah. But what what I found interesting this week now is what is going on um, in America with GameStop, AMC, BlackBerry, and a few other seemingly or a few other struggling or seemingly struggling co- companies. Mm. And it's looking like a case of the people versus Wall Street. Yeah. Because Wall Street, everybody's always like, you guys remember um, Occupy, Occupy Wall Street? Yeah. <laughs> in the, uh, was it 2010? It's... <laughs> so now it's like Reddit users, a couple of amateur trading investors mm-hmm. winning against yeah. Wall Street. <laughs> Very interesting stuff. It's, uh, so it's just like, okay, so rich people have been the one dominating the stock markets, right? Institutional investors, corporations, yeah. and those guys. Uh, the typical Wall Street people, but now the the regular man is sticking it to to death. And yeah, it's quite interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, hedge fund managers they were trying to short sell the stocks of those companies so they could make profits. Then yes. this, this Reddit guys, anyone you see that uh, those hedge fund managers go after, they will start buying that stocks. Yeah. <laughs> so. So like to increase the, the because the whole idea is uh, they are trying to short sell. Have you watched Billions? I, I learned this thing from Billions, the Showtime series. So what they normally do is they will buy, they will borrow the shares mm-hmm. from. So let's say for example, like what they did with GameStop. Now GameStop is uh, they borrow the shares from someone that owns the shares. So let's say they are buying the shares as a, at a, say at, what's the share rate now? Let's say they are buying the shares at fifty dollars a share. They borrow mm-hmm. it and they sell it mm-hmm. immediately at that fifty dollars. Then. Yes. They try and either they wait because they are you sure that wait for the company's too. shares are going to drop or they do something to make it drop. Like, for example, the guy from last year. Oh, um, The ones that tried to short sell Jumia. Can you remember the name? Or the ones that tried to short sell Yeah, Jumia. Andrew Left from Citron. Citron. Exactly. So they, they may write an article saying, oh, Jumia, is a, this business is horrible. Or they may go to extremes like they did in Billions. Uh, there was one particular food company they poisoned the certain batch so that people were just vomiting over the place so, that the share, oh so once the share drops they now buy it back they now buy it back at that lower price then give it to the person they borrowed the share from which they have gained so if it was $50 when they bought it and when they borrowed it they sold it at that $50 then it dropped to $10 they buy it back at that $10 give the owner of the share that they borrowed the share back hmm. and now they've gained $40 Wow. <laughs> so now these Reddit guys are, they came together I think it's called um, the Reddit sub it's called Wall Street Bits. Yeah, That's yeah, what they yeah, do. There are a couple of guys and women, men and women who are like, mm, all these guys that are just doing all these evil things about, let's stop them. Yeah. <laughs> so they came together and said, oh, stop buying shares in all this. It's really interesting. Wait. And I heard the White House is now involved. Really? White House? What, what, how does it affect them? Yeah. I, I, according to Fox, I saw it somewhere. The White House, uh, they said the Biden administration gave a daily press, doing his daily press briefing. The White House Secretary, Jim Saki, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, told the media that Biden's economic team, including Secretary Yellen and others, are monitoring the situation, referring to the GameStop spikes. So they are monitoring it. And I think uh, apps like Robinhood and Bamboo in Nigeria and Africa yeah. were at a point stopping. People were not able to buy shares in this GameStop and AMC and these other platforms. because. Yeah. So yeah, I think... There's so much the trading volume has gone so high that yeah. they're trying to stop it. But it's just for me, it's just interesting to watch. 
I wish this was what this happened. It, it feels like it happened in a movie. Right. Kind of a, the people the, versus, like people, a money heist. People with the of. power. So yesterday on on Twitter, like a lot of Nigerians were bashing bamboo and chaka because they were like, ah, this kind of thing is happening. Uh, AMC stock has risen I by yeah, making us miss out of it. Ah, no, but <laughs> bamboo was. I had to clarify from uh, some bamboo executives and of course chaka CEO, and they were like, ah, sec has to stop. When too much volatility has gone into a stock, people buying, people selling, they had to stop. Uh, exactly. Yeah, but apart from that, though, I think uh, Bamboo and Chaka servers, I think they were under much pressure. I think this week. Yeah, because Nigerians the like volume of trading was yeah. not normal. <laughs> the, vol- the, the trading volume was not normal. So, yeah. But it's uh, interesting times. It's really interesting. But now the hedge fund guys and the Wall Street guys are aware of this. They'll probably find a a fail-proof way to do their short selling. Yeah, most likely. Yes, because... (laughs) (laughs) And and again, the fact that there is a platform pushing it, like that um, person on Reddit that's pushing it. So it makes people to know more about it. And many people were actually latching on to it is something that will have gone because i think that was what has helped them with the short funding in the past because many people don't know about it for them to fight back they just yeah. become yeah. victim of either it's falling uh, and them lose their money so now but everybody knows even if you want to go and borrow money let's let's boycott them let's sabotage whatever it is they are trying to do uh, and that's why they are now kind of afraid. I was reading somewhere, uh, there are sentiments now, negative sentiments about apps like Robin Hood. So they are now like afraid mm. of them. Or Bamboo. They are, regulators are afraid of them. Because look at when you look at it, these people who are like the the, the biggest in mm. Wall Street mm-hmm. or the hedge fund, they usually have like monopoly in, in the whole. Uh, uh, so they are actually afraid of the apps now. They will probably be paying yeah. more attention to it. And let's not forget that even yeah, in Nigeria, for example, is, our own is, sec is, is paying attention to Bamboo, Chaka, Truth. Gave somebody caught so, that did not come to court. <laughs> yeah, interesting time. <laughs> so this just this just shows the power of tech. Our tech is democratizing access to all of these things. Like years ago, I never even bothered about whether I should buy shares. Anyway, we, let's we, let's go into the it, stories of <laughs> right. Anyway, so let's let's get into the story of the, of the day. Speaking about stock and investing and all of that, a Nigerian fintech startup, Cowrie Rice, raised three million dollars Series A. That was big news for the week. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it was actually pre-Series A. So probably yeah, this pre-Series not... A. I, I said that. Yeah, so uh, probably Series A is still on its way. So the fund was led by uh, Kona Capital, a US-based uh, VC firm, and it invests in uh, African startups. I think Kona Capital has invested in Soko Watch. We reported that uh, last yeah, year, Watch. February 2020. Yeah. And uh, they have yeah. other investors on their portfolio, other startups on their portfolio in Africa. Uh, but this will be, Carrywise will be the first Nigerian startup to be entering uh, Kona Capital's portfolio, which is which is quite interesting. So, yeah. uh, yeah. their CEO is saying that uh, they want to use the fund to expand their product offerings, and uh, uh, that's yeah, Razak Ahmed, right? and yeah, the co-founders Razak Ahmed okay. and uh, Edward Pupola. I hope I got that correctly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they want to expand <laughs> their asset classes and their product offerings, and of course, they want to bring more. 
fund managers. So if you're familiar with Quarry Wires, you could make some uh, investments with the app. Though I've, I've not used it, but mm-hmm. I guess it's quite popular. I used to. Yeah, so it's kind of like it. Piggy Vest. You you can save. You, you can, can save money. Get. You can lock yeah. in funds. Investments. I don't know about that. One. Okay, maybe. Yes. Okay, like invest in crowd Nigerian, um, crowdfunding farms. Yes, yes, yes. Right? yes, and some other Nigerian shares. Oh. Mm, okay. Nice. I used to use it. So the, I. <laughs> Are you saying they'll be looking to add the, the ability to invest in Nigerian and US stock? Is that what you're saying, Emmanuel? Uh, no, no, no. They, they didn't specifically say that, but they said they want to expand their asset classes. So uh, we are, I'm not sure yet what that will entail, but they said they want to okay. make it accessible for, to more regions in Nigeria. I think they even said the app is also compliant with uh, places uh, governed by Sharia law in Nigeria. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, so no interest, yeah. no interest on. Uh, do they, they don't do loans, do they? No, they don't. Uh, no, they don't do loans. No. Do so, well, it's quite interesting, and uh, of course, we we'll, we'll like. Just, I think they've they've raised uh, five five hundred thousand dollars so far. So, and they're a YC back startup, aren't they? Yeah, they're YC. They're backed by YC yeah, in twenty eighteen. Yeah, they're, they're YC backsters. Yeah, and of course, mm-hmm. Microtraction has invested Who's in them. The then Catalyst Fund gave them an $80,000 grant in 2019 or 2018. 2019. So, yeah, it's quite interesting and so, we hope to see more from them. So, no regional right, expansion, right. just expanding within Nigeria. Yes, mm. yeah. Okay, that's that's cool stuff. Congrats to them. Uh, and that just reminds me, we also forgot, to, we are supposed to mention, uh, although... There's the argument whether it's a Nigerian startup. I mean, it's a US-based startup. It's, it was founded in the US, based in the US, but mm. it's a Nigerian that founded it. Mm. Calendly. So, mm. some, some of you may have yeah. used it before to schedule meetings. They, ra- they, yes. they raised over $350 million. Like, they went from raising 500 k like seven years ago, no other money, and then next thing we just see from like zero to 1,000. Mm. Like, and they, 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 they were... 1, <laughs> really? $350 million. Like, Okay, it's good news to start with. Well, the fact that a black-owned company in the U.S. has been able to survive for that long, going to its eighth year, Bootstrap. even without raising any serious fund, and mm. just out of the blues, it's out. So let, let me digress. I read the TechCrunch interview of the founder and CEO, Tokwe Awotono, and they mentioned when he actually reached out to TechCrunch, earlier in the journey of the startup and it was ignored, right? So when Ten Crush mm. now reached out to him, he now reminded them that I actually reached out to you mm. <laughs> at some, some point <laughs> and you, you are just replying me. So it's, it's something to be proud of from a Nigerian-born founder making waves yeah. in the US. And the interesting thing is now they have now valued at $1 million. So it's essentially a unicorn. No, $3 billion. $3 billion. Sorry, sorry. $3 billion. That, that was yes. a mistake from me. Yeah, $3 billion. And I think the fact that he went so many years without raising money is a good is a good sign of a healthy cash flow. Right. It shows that it's a, it's a real product that has already found it. That's why I'm still confused about why they need to raise that much money. But I understand that he's going to use the money to expand to, I, to markets, like get to, to more people to use it. Yes, and to also get more workforce. To, to, he said he wants to double the employee base. So probably because mm. of the inflow of more users, they're getting more users. Mm. He claimed that last year, 
they had over 100, 1,000% increase in users. So more people were yeah. getting to use it because well, more people are working from home, remote work. There are no board meetings, physical, there are no longer physical mm. board meetings and people want to schedule their day because remote work eats into your normal lifestyle. So yes, last year was a good year for Calendly as far as I'm concerned. And mm. it's showing the result this year is good. Um, I, I was happy to see the news. Okay, so good news for them and congrats to the founder. And also speaking about funding, remind, reminding me that we have released the third annual edition of the Nigerian Startup Funding Report. That's yeah. funding report for 2020. And according to the report, Nigerian startups raised over $120 million in 2020. Mm. $120 million. Wow. Uh, more, than, more than 100 investors participated in the funding rounds of over, over 15 Nigerian startups. Uh, fintechs were like the biggest... They took the, they took like the biggest show yeah. total funding, and the even on the roll call of highest funding rounds, it was fintech startups, mm. and of course wow. the the report analyzes other things. Uh, there's year on year analysis, there are trends, details on the future startups. It also covers whether they are still raising or not. If, in case you are an investor, so you can get the report. It's just seventy five dollars. You just go to intelligence.techpoint.africa. We'll put the link in the episode notes. So go and check it out. Report for twenty twenty. Bye. Cool stuff. All right. <laughs> Speaking about funding, Speaking about funding and reports, our West African Decade Report that we launched last year revealed that only 10% of female or women-founded um, West African startups raised over $1 million in the last 10 years. That's sad. 10%. Yes, just just 10%. But yes, that's, that's, that again brings forward the conversation about the underrepresentation of women in tech. It's it's not just an African mm-hmm. thing; it's a world thing. So, in every way, it, many people, many investors, concerned shareholders, always find a way to give women the opportunity to to be able to um, thrive in this male-dominated space. So that's mm-hmm. why early early in the week, to famous no popular faces i would say in femtech in africa they, they are both nigerians they decided to come together and found a let's say ah, okay angel investing fund angel investment fund rather mm-hmm. so they call it first check africa it's focused on early stage female women founders founders in in africa so you don't have to have a startup mm-hmm yet just have the idea so as long as they can certify that is high impact then you will have access to twenty five thousand dollars to get you on your feet yes so they are looking at investing in six startups to start with just six okay that's a good start yes to start and of course these are not just your every these are not just any woman these are women who have who have been successful in this yes, case. Yes, yes. He's a two-time and, um, founder. Elo, el, how do you pronounce your name? Eloho. 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 Eloho Omame. Eloho Omame. Okay. <laughs> Forgive me for... Yes. Yeah, so um, she has Endeavor, been at Nigeria. the Elm of Affairs at Endeavor, Nigeria. So, yes. So, these people, these I, two people, they understand the struggle for women. And this is struggle. not just about... Mm-hmm. Yes, it's not just about putting men at at a disadvantage. Now, this is a space 
founded by women for women. In fact, it's going to build a community where women um, angel investors will also bring in their funds if, if they don't have the capacity of being a VC and you be, they will be able to invest in other women. So it's, 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 it's like a level playing ground for gender, for the women. gender in quotes, so that so, so people have to bring their quality. You don't have to be preferred over another gender. So you have to bring the quality. So it's like a quality war, no longer gender war. So uh, if you if you fit in into their requirements, they have a Twitter handle, they have a Medium post. What's where the Twitter you can, handle? Okay, so you can connect with them on um, Twitter at First Check HQ F I R S T C H E C K H Q, and also on Instagram, so that you can follow through with whatever requirements you are supposed to do. I don't know if they are already taking in quotes. So I see there's a now. website too, firstcheck.africa. There's a website too, firstcheck.africa. Okay, thanks for that information. It's, it's good to see things like this. I mean, putting money where the mouth is and uh, hopefully this is just one step in many other things. This will also inspire many other people to, to do the same. So cool stuff. And maybe by the time we are doing the next decade reports, the numbers would have improved. It mm-hmm. will be 10%, the horrible 10% anymore. Okay. Okay, so next story, WhatsApp. Something WhatsApp was trending this week. On this Indian week, two, 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 two days this week, WhatsApp was trending. The first yeah. one, the first one was on Tuesday, right? Um, it's just like saying GB WhatsApp trending. So for mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. who don't know what GB WhatsApp WhatsApp is, GB WhatsApp is like a clone of WhatsApp, not not um, owned by Facebook. So just some developers somewhere that built a clone of WhatsApp that contravenes everything WhatsApp does not want. Everything, every restriction that WhatsApp gives for official users, GB WhatsApp allows it. Mm, and people. the interesting thing is that GB WhatsApp is not the only clone that WhatsApp has. It's, 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 it's quite, it is quite expected for the most popular messaging app in the world to have all those kind of clones. So I think there is your WhatsApp, WhatsApp Indigo, and other ones. But GB WhatsApp seems to be the most popular of the clones. So why did it trend? It 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 had, it gave an update that allows you to change your voice, probably during a voice call, video call, or when you're sending voice notes. And mm-hmm. also, also there That's are evil. other <laughs> there are other evil features people. that allows you to see a deleted message. Is that one? That one, that one so was I, actually one of the things that caused the outrage. Why will I delete, so I delete a message? <laughs> yes, I will delete I, message I, for I, everyone I, or delete my status after uploading, and you can still view it. I actually tested it. I pressed, I, 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 I uploaded my status on WhatsApp and, and asked. Um, chat me up if you are using GB WhatsApp. So some few hours later, I deleted it. Some people have replied before then. I've deleted the the people status. Next thing, a message came in. I do. I was like, obviously you do because I've deleted <laughs> this status. So that is <laughs> one of the things that, that was annoying people um, on well, Twitter. It, it's weird to me that because WhatsApp has been banning many of them in the past. It's weird to me that yes. WhatsApp has so survived this long. They've not been able to. They're smart. In How fact, the, the developers in 2019 API. actually made a comment like that, okay, they are giving up. They are no longer bringing updates 
for for GB WhatsApp. So I was surprised to see that people are still conveniently using it. So the thing is, when 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 WhatsApp couldn't stop these people from making clones, right? So they turned the this thing to the users. When they when if they realize that your WhatsApp account is not from the authorized source, there was a time they did a temporary lockdown of some accounts. They send you a notification that for probably for the next three hours or for the next four hours, you will not be able to use the account because um, you are you are using it from an authorized source. But still, it's not making people to stop using it. And when I ask people why they mm-hmm. use it, they actually like the perks that come with it. Mm-hmm. Well, being, a, being yeah, an of advocate course. of safety, I was telling them that, why well, fine. The first time I actually joined GB WhatsApp in 2017, it was because of the perks too, because I wanted to be able to download people's status without asking them, please send. Because mm-hmm. people, <laughs> when they opposite us, don't tell me to send. They will add the caveats. So that was the reason I joined GB WhatsApp then. But it was it's not worth it. Because apart from your own safety, the safety of your of the people on your contact are also at stake. Because you're also going to mm-hmm. give those people the same permission you give to WhatsApp. Okay. Access to your contact yeah. list, access to other information, personal information about yourself, and you, you are not even ensure, uh, assured of end-to-end, end-to-end encryption. You can't do I'm two-way verification. So mm-hmm. those things should send send you signals that this is not safe, and the fact that they are not even on the official app stores, you have to go to one website, yeah, of course, look for a link. You can't update them you have to delete the one you have go and download another link with the updated version that is too much stress for your safety of course uh, so it, I, can't I guess even it just shows it. that uh, <laughs> it just people shows don't that really care they don't care and right. we're talking about trust now not not trusting an unofficial uh, version of whatsapp mm-hmm. but at the same time people don't trust whatsapp so th- there was a new feature that was launched yes, I, I just right. saw whatsapp on my status yes I'm like what's happening here like, and the first question I came mm, oh ads coming now ads coming ads coming that was the vibe I got so actually because that is yeah, like I, I don't really check my status WhatsApp just literally reached out to everybody at once with the same message without your consent without asking you so it's, yeah. it's just it's, I mean it, of course it, 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 it sends out this yeah, using app so Yes, yeah, so they have as they, they they just it just as if WhatsApp just saved their number on my contact and started sharing status with me. Yeah, so yes, don't we number. don't know if we should they, be they expecting the that. <laughs> they own it. <laughs> yeah, I I think we can expect ads. We can, I, you know, it's 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 not a coincidence that just weeks before Facebook updated its privacy policy, talking about sharing WhatsApp sharing data with Facebook. Mm-hmm. We have to accept that. Yes. These are, this, this these are beyond coincidences. So, so once, once they know the kind of things you put, okay, they can't read your private messages, mm-hmm. no problem, right? But they know where you are. They know what kind of phone you are using. Mm-hmm. They know uh, when you're online. They probably know who your contacts are and what your contacts also like. And they can also match with your phone, phone yes. number to match to your and Facebook account. Do, and then from you know there, that anybody know that whose status so, you can see can also see your status. Exactly. So before you know it, you start seeing tailored ads to you. It's coming. That there's no, there's no running away from it. Let's just leave WhatsApp to the table. We'll be watching them. Gang, gang. I mean, the last thing that comes to mind for this week is uh, the whole Nin saga. We talked about it last week. 
how the deadline for Nigerians to get their national identity number was unrealistic. And now it seems that NIMSI, that's the body in charge of that, has enabled telcos to issue NIN numbers. How is that going to work, Imanu? Uh, it's quite interesting that uh, the Nigeria Identity Management Commission has given telcos the license to issue NINs. And of course, they are going to... So people will not have to queue in... Uh, they wouldn't have to queue in NIMSI enrollment centers. Instead, they'll be queuing at telcos offices because, number one, uh, a lot of people... Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> A lot of people have to be going to tech offices to uh, link their NINs to their SIM. Yeah. A lot of mm-hmm. people don't know how to do it themselves. And in fact, those that do... Or Even do, with all the codes that have they, been dialed, They would rather not take chances. Promotion around USSD codes. Yeah, they would rather uh, not take chances. Okay. Because uh, I still know people that don't take chances with ATM machines. So there's that. They still go inside to... Inside banks to withdraw. So, but I'm digressing. So... The main issue here is from the experiences we've seen so far on our observations, we've observed that all these telcos and their offices, they are experiencing network issues, especially with when it comes to NIMSI mm-hmm. servers. So today, if you want to get, uh, if you want to do a welcome back on your SIM, you would have to use your NIN or link your NIN while doing a welcome back to that SIM. But the issue now is these places have been filled with crowds already with people trying to retrieve their line. And yep. uh, you are now adding NIN registration to the whole thing when this server problem has not been issued. I mean, my dad uh, explained his experience. He had to go to like three different locations in Lagos mainland. He went to Jodu, a totally different local government. He went to uh, Egbeda. And of course, he went three. to Kotu. Wow. Different parts of uh, Lagos, but still the same thing happened. So... Uh, all things considered, right? Uh, I'm not sure how the new arrangement is going to work. And of course, when I went for the enrollment in NIMSI's own centers, the experience was not funny. There was total, there was total disregard for social, uh, social distancing or COVID-19 precautions that you would expect in a government office. So it appears the social distancing starts from the door of the NIMSI enrollment center's office. But outside it, mm. right at the very edge of the door, the the crowd, the catastrophe begins. The crowd is <laughs> so it's, it's a terrible thing, and uh, so so you're not hopeful that that moving the responsibility to the telcos is going to change anything because the telcos are also they're struggling, struggling with retrieving their own lines. Yes, struggling with retrieving their own lines. So yeah. you know, you know, the platform for registering um, NCC already like months ago or weeks ago. Yeah, that was last year. Gave them the directive to stop registering yes new yes that is still in place does that have anything to do with that it's the same platform that is, yeah guess. yeah it's it, that that order is still in place and people can still not buy new sims and in fact those people in those shops trying to retrieve their lines now i'm guessing people that lost their lines like my dad but and of course rather than go through the hassle of retrieving mm. it they would have gone to buy another one but mm. now they exactly. can't buy another one and, and, and they, can, they, can't register they can't register it, it so right. they have to go uh, and well, retrieve it let's see how things go the, the, the deadline is coming yeah. close the deadline February 4th let's see what the NCC will do or the NIMC will do <laughs> whether they're going to block so many lines or, well let's be watching the pandemic <laughs> <laughs> mm. yeah <laughs> 
Anyway, so if you've been following TechPoint this week or even from last week, you may have noticed something new. We launched our daily newsletter. Our newsletter used to be weekly, but it's now daily. Mm-hmm. And it's very good. You get all the... If you subscribe to the newsletter, because we, we also publish it on the website, but a few hours late. So if you want all the hot gist in the morning before anybody, so that when you get to work or anywhere you're going, before people start saying they're wondering where you know how you know about all those things just subscribe to the newsletter you get the hot gist from Emmanuel and Nifemi before everybody else we'll put a link to the newsletter and we would like to hear feedback from you when you read it you can reply and send feedback we'd appreciate that it would be very helpful uh, yeah so meanwhile don't forget Nigerian Startup Funding Reports for 2020 is out you can go to intelligence.techpoint.africa to check it out. Are we missing anything? Is there any news we missed? Mm, no, not really. Mm, nope. Okay, so if you are listening for the first time, this is the Tech Points Africa podcast. We also have a sister podcast called Built in Africa, Africa. where you get interviews with founders around Africa mm. innovating. But this Tech Point Africa podcast is more about talking about the daily, the weekly happenings in tech and news. So if you are listening for the first time, whether it's Tech Point Africa podcast or you go and check out Bit in Africa, Emmanuel, where can yeah, they you can, subscribe? Uh, subscribe on Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and of course anywhere else you get your podcast, but except uh, SoundCloud. So avoid SoundCloud and. Yes. <laughs> so for the Tech Point Africa podcast, you can, <laughs> if you don't like all those apps, you can go to podcast.techpoint.africa. And for Built in Africa, you yeah. go to builtin.africa. And of course, don't forget to share with your friends, your enemies, and all your well wishers. <laughs> Very important, especially <laughs> your enemies. <laughs> yeah, Nifem, any parting words? Yes, parting words. I'm, I'm sure you're as glad as I am that this January did not have 100 days. It has only 30 days, so it will be over <laughs> soon. So this was actually fast. Ne- <laughs> it was fast, but just 40. We'll see you next month. Just yeah, 40. We'll see you next month. Thank you for that. So we sign out now. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.